shine. Let's continue to talk glowingly of this team, regardless of the situation, baby. All right. Be sure to hit that like button, share this content, let a friend or a neighbor know where to go. They want to tune in to Cowboys Sports Talk and beyond. Let's go. Shout out to all of the HBOs, the SGs, that's the share gang. We're going to talk real talk about this. You know, the Cowboys, the only team that create the problem, right? <laughs> and then try to erase the problem. But there is always light at the end of the tunnel with this one. Appreciate everybody for jumping in. Let's go. It's mini camp time to three days of pure interaction. And, of course, you got to have entertainment, right? You can find this episode also on Apple Podcasts as well as Roku TV. Appreciate those that's on my Facebook. I really appreciate you so much for being part of the nation. As we rock, president accounted for. Appreciate you. I see you, Asmodeus. I'm building the plane while it's in the air. That's why it's taking me a little longer than normal to get it open. But I appreciate you guys. One love. Yo. What's up, everybody? All right, let's get right to it. So, the presser is the presser. And I really appreciate everybody for tuning in and being part of this episode. Uh, I just want to tell you guys, we was right on the money with the Dalton Schultz thing. He ain't going to leave money on the table, right? And, of course, from what Mike McCarthy said, hey, he been at practice far as the off season before the practice was mandatory what have you but he just wanted to do his uh his way of protesting as it relates to not participating in OTAs now what i did last night was i looked at it and i started to comb through more and more t- film on Jake Ferguson i looked through more and more film on Jake Ferguson and i said man you know Granted, he will be a rookie, but looking at Jake Ferguson and this offense and what they do, eh, he may bring us something that's equivalent to not Dalton Schultz last year, but maybe to Dalton Schultz what he did the previous year before that. And uh, when we start to look at Peyton Hendershot, the other tight end, I started to say to myself, man, you know, if, and I'm using the operative word, if Peyton Hendershot didn't get into trouble in Indiana, he probably could have been drafted probably before 
Jake Ferguson. <laughs> y'all, y'all know I'm not finna go into details of what all happened to Peyton Hendershot while he was in college or what have you. But if you do your independent investigations and research, you will know that, yeah, he was one of those guys that got arrested or what have you. But neither here nor there, it is on like neck bones now. Uh, also, picking up what Mike McCarthy was talking about, too, was the fact that Dak Prescott, Slimmer, trimmer, moving around more fluently. Those are things that you have to put into your mindset and contextualize it like this to Cowboy Nation. Keep in mind, we had a thousand cameras in front of us last season around this time. HBO, Cinemax, MySpace cameras, everybody was looking, trying to grab details on the on the Dallas Cowboys, right? Right? And those are the truths. And that is the reality of it. There were a lot of cameras. So the Cowboys had to mask a lot of things and to hide a lot of things, right? Shout out to you, Jamison Taylor. 11 wins in a row. Shout out to you, Jay. Uh, Shout out to you, Garrett. Appreciate you for jumping in. Uh, Eastside Harold, appreciate him for joining. Uh, he, He don't have a team. Uh, and so he wanted to come over here and have a good time. Shout out to you. He says, Dak blows. I feel him. Uh, Lovey Browns it says, uh, that's my guy, VIP, my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Yeah, Cowboy Nation. <laughs> that's my quarterback. Uh, Jay Lombardi, shout out to you. We always here with the fire. I love it, baby. So, Heading into the seventh season with Dak Prescott in the silver and blue. And this will be going into actually the third season with Mike McCarthy. The first year, Mike McCarthy went six and ten. The second year, Mike McCarthy and company went 12 and five. And now it is the third year. Normally in the third year, you will see and identifications, or you will see the thought path of the team on how they identify themselves, right? There should be home, there should be homegrown guys, of course, but there should also be strongholds to the philosophy. There should be those type of things coming from Mike McCarthy. Because what th- one thing I can't tell you guys for sure is this right here. The Dallas Cowboys on the offensive side of the corn. The plays that have been dialed up and drawn up, been by, dare I say, Kellen Moore, who is a derivative of Jason Garrett and Coach Scott Lenningham. So what we need to see now is some of the influences from Mike McCarthy to trickle down. Uh, shout out to you, Nick. Thank you for jump, jumping in. Uh, Dante says, uh, I don't really think Schultz should get the big money. Uh-huh. Uh, Dante, I, I, I agree 1 million percent. My thing is with the Dallas Cowboys. And to answer some of the people questionings about this, you know, they, they will say, well, law, uh, you, you know, Schultz was the 
the go-to guy for Dak Prescott. Schultz was the guy that Dak Prescott depended on. And Schultz was the guy that everybody was talking about in a glowingly aspect of it. But now, all of a sudden, it's time to pay Schultz. You guys don't want to pay Schultz. And that's not the case, nor the scenario. My thing is, allow him to hit the open market. And I had a few people to challenge my intellect on that. And they were saying, well, law, if he hit the open market, there would have been teams willing to pay more for him and gave him an outlandish price. Well, let those teams do that. Why? Well, if you let those teams do that, and if he go ball out for another team, salute to him. But in return, we would get a third-round draft pick at least from a comp situation and scenario. And we would look at that other team and say, man, how in the world, how in the world would you allow Schultz to get paid more than Travis Kelsey, more than George Kittle? Huh? Because you feel that he's going to be that guy to ascend and I'm not dogging Dalton Schultz by the way I think that he's a brilliant guy I like his mindset you know saying that hey I'm the best I like all of those things but at some point the Cowboys you can't be trying to do all of the things and say I'm doing the right things and then when it's time to pony up you sit there and say man we ain't fit to pay you this or not pay you that. If you're feeling froggy, jump. But don't spread this out because this was the total talking point of every pundit and every critic and every full out of the network. Schultz, for crying out loud. They made Schultz the talking point this offseason. Nobody talking about Tyreek Hill. Nobody talking about Devontae Adam. Come on. They talking about Schultz. <sighs> I digress. But neither here nor there. Um, shout out to those who believe and feel that way. Uh, and, and just to be, be, be honest with this one, let me, let me pull it up right here. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, here's the person who is a... A good detractor on uh, Twitter. He, he's a great detractor. Uh, he, he's the one that said, man, uh, his name is Dak Attack. He's the one that said, man, Parsons never showed up in the playoff game. Right? Y'all crowning Parsons. Parsons wasn't the answer in the playoff game. Right? Uh, this dude was willing to say, law, I'm going to put money down. And his, his profile says Dak Attack. I'm going to put money down that Darius Slay is going to shut down C.D. Lamb, right? And uh, here's the thing. I don't forget, so I remember. So just like this, I said, yeah, I don't think Schultz will be able to block those fines or what have you. And this is for Calvin Watkins. He expected that Schultz would be there. Shout out to him. And then uh, in my video, he says, your statement that the market wouldn't pay Schultz 
15 to 16 million APY is wrong. Cowboys wouldn't have tagged him if they believed the open market wouldn't pay him that much. Well, how the open market works is I believe that $10.9 million is the floor, Cowboy Nation. That's the floor. And we're going to talk about Tony Pollard in a few. 10.9 is the floor. But what if I told you that Hayden Hurst, O.J. Howard, all of those other boys got less than 10.9? And on on the open market, granted, as a desirable, one can argue and base it upon stats alone and say, well, yeah, man, I get, get it. But we are willing because they can't give him an open market franchise tag. They will have to pay him him. So you mean to tell me just off for sure numbers alone that Schultz will be warranting 15 to 16 million APY on the open market based upon two years of production? And I, 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 can't, I can't really fathom that. I can't because when we look at everything, that is not going to happen. The Cowboys, the Cowboys should have let him test the open market and he would have came back and maybe, just maybe, 10.9 would have been the floor actually because I think a team would look at it and they would say, you know what, we are not going to pay you we're not finna pay you more than Travis Kelsey, more than George Kittles. We not. And that was my whole stance on that. And let me see if I can find what I said. And I told him, name name the teams that will be willing to pay Dalton Schultz. And you know what? When you get hit with the brick of truth, that's when they change the narrative. Let me see where I can find it because he might have deleted it. You know, uh, I said, okay, yeah, (laughs) view. They will have it if Dak didn't tag. He said these teams, Seattle, Texans, Rams, Miami, Jaguars, Panthers, Green Bay, Titans. If they willing to pay Dalton Schultz 15 to 16 million APY, then baby, do it. Because now people fail to realize the Cowboys are sitting literally now at 22 to $23 million. We would have literally had $33 million. Don't y'all understand what the Cowboys could have been doing with $33 million? <laughs> but, but a lot of people don't want to hear that. A lot of people don't want to hear that. Yeah, he deleted it. But it's all good. It's all good. He started changing. It's been 26 years, Law. It's been, it's been 26, 27 years. Schultz haven't been here for 26 to 27 years. And excuse me, even if Schultz was here, it don't mean a hill of beans. He's not that big of a difference maker. When you listen to the clip of the playmaker saying that when we went into that game, against the 49ers, and I don't have the clip already stored up, but you guys can listen to the last final word that we had, and I believe there would be no final word today because my guy, Balls, he got, he got some things he got to do tonight. But 
Even the playmakers said you got to give the ball to your playmakers. And as I segue over to this guy by the name of C.D. Lamb, let me see if I can find my guy Lamb. You know, he is now the quote-unquote playmaker on this team, right? C.D. Lamb, Tony Pollard, those are your two most explosive guys. And I'm going to tell you guys right now, Tony is the most explosive player on this team, right? Then there will be C.D. Lamb. Then there will be anybody else that will, be, that will be willing to step up to grab that mantle, right? So what the Cowboys need to do is focus on how they're going to get that ball to that playmakers. You know, Jay Lombardi says, uh, shout out to you, Schultz can't be replaced. I feel you on that, baby. <laughs> you know, I feel you on that. Uh, C.D. Lamb, 1,500 yards, hands down. All right, so here, here are the truths of the C.D. Lamb conversation. Going into this minicamp, the Cowboys going through their evaluations of the wide receivers as well as their defensive guys. C.D. Lamb. He got a lot on his plate. Is he a burner? No. Is he a, a route runner that can really shake you out of the boots like an Amari Cooper? No, he's not that guy. But I think that his jack, his shuttle, his quickness, his quick feet, all of that stuff, the short area quickness, I think that those areas upon which he should be able to gain and gravitate should be the thing. Uh, Lily says Schultz is another Jason Witten paid a man. Um, he, here's my thing. And I'm going to be 100 with you guys and, and shout out to you. <laughs> shout out to you. He definitely a route runner. Yeah, Dustin, he is. Yeah, he is a route runner. Here's my final truth on the Schultz situation. He's very serviceable. Passer rating when targeted was 122, right? He is the safety valve for this team. When you had coverage, double coverage, roll coverage on Amari Cooper, you had bracket coverage sometimes on C.D. Lamb. In the middle of the field, anytime you, anybody who, who studied any forms of defense, quarters, cover two, the weakness of those is in the middle of the field, right? The hook area. You're underneath guy. And if the Cowboys can get out of their ways, and if you can find, you know, there was a team with uh, uh, Sproles, Darren Sproles for many of years. He was the dump off guy. But when you dump the ball off to him, he was so quick and tiny, he would squirt and get upfield. Right, and gash you for, for 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 some good yardage. The Saints use him in that capacity. The Chargers, as well as those filthy Eagles, they use Darren Sproles at that capacity. Right, I promise you guys, if you pick Schultz up and put him to the side, right, and just hear me out, and if you had a dump off relief foul that was quick, short. Short area quickness can make a guy miss because the coverages were favorable, right, for that guy. They can give you a little wiggle. 
it would have been a whole different nightmare. It would have forced teams to say, you know what? We're going to take coverages that we were rolling over the top from Amari Cooper and primarily target this underneath guy because he's gashing us. TP, yeah, uh, shout out to my guy, uh, love you, man, appreciate you. He says TP is running a lot of plays out of slot, and that's a game changer. Yeah, I mean, Cowboys, we got some of the pieces, some of the solutions here. That's why uh, that's why we need Jonah Smith. Uh, I feel you, man, but, you know, the 12.5, and I think he's still under contract, you will have to give them uh, draft capital plus uh, pay and plus some other things, I believe. Uh, for Juno Smith. And, and if, if you Mac Jones, you're sitting there like, no, I want to keep my little two tight end set over there. Dump it off to TP and he will eat. Yeah. Uh, we got to stop being predictable. Yes, you're right. You're right about that. Need a defensive tackle too. Uh, DTs uh, for this particular team is necessarily, but that's why we waiting on the vanilla gorilla, right? <laughs> the thriller down in the middle. <laughs> we waiting on him to do something. That's why I can't wait for notes to come out from OTAs, and and I can't wait to see what those boys are going to talk about. Uh, and this is what he's saying here. Uh, the plans for Dak Prescott are to have more opportunities to get outside of the pocket, run the ball this season. Uh, the Cowboys dialed it back last season, uh, and that was due to his ankle injury. What a lot of people fail to realize, they, they, they immediately went to Joe Burrows and said, look, look what he's doing. Look what he's doing. He had an injury. He came back, and he took his team all the way to the Super Bowl. I get it, right? But those are not the two same things, right? Those type of injuries are not the same. A bone bursting through the skin, right? And you can't even put weight on it at all. And then you got to rehabilitate from that. And then they have to come back knocking on you and saying, hey, man, you know what? It's not healing the way it's supposed to. So we got to break it again and research and insert some rods and stuff like that. So we got to do another surgery. And I get it. Thousands of people will say, hey, law, you just sounded like a person that's making bevies of excuses. But how about this? You jump down a flight of stairs and you break and snap up your ankles. Right. And let me know whether or not you're going to be out there running around playing basketball or football. Less than a year. Y'all let me know. Because that is what happened. <laughs> People fail to realize that part of it. So, yes, everything had to be watered down. And keep in mind, Mike McCarthy, he's looking over his shoulder. You can't tell me that that brother was comfortable in this system all last year. You got the coaching staff already talking about this and that, noise and whispers around. This dude was in a hot seat literally his second year. You know what? I don't care what y'all think. I'm rooting for Mike McCarthy. I know a third of you guys not. Y'all want this uh, Sean Payton, who uh, I believe Miami, uh, my guy Jay Tuck, I saw it on his Twitter handle. Let me pull it up, Jay Tuck. Uh, let me pull up my guy Jay Tuck. Jay Tuck. Jay Tuck. Where you at? Let me see. There we go. There we go. Here we go. Here we go. I think he pulled it up uh, on his on his handle. <laughs> uh, it was somewhere right around here. 
Ah. Uh, shout out to Jay Tuck. Uh, here's, here, right here, maybe old news. It was 12 hours ago. He said, Jerry going to have uh, <laughs> to offer that bag. The Miami heavily pursued Sean Payton to be their next coach. Uh, they offered him a four-year, $100 million deal per Albert Breer. Man, don't you guys know? Man, see, not everybody broke. Some people just getting money offered to them, and they said, nah, I don't want it. <laughs> Somebody right now in the chat said, man, they can offer me $10,000. i will be there tomorrow ready to take this job, right? Um, but $100 million for four years. And the Saints still own the rights, so you have to pay this man. That's the base. That's just the bottom level. And to be fair, and to be honest, there's no salary cap as it relates to coaching. So that let me know when a person start bumping their mouths about, man, there would not be uh, uh, a check big enough that I can write to get me back to the Super Bowl. You know, that's crazy. Like, no, you lied. No, you have to lie to me to kick it. <laughs> because, shoot, right now, if you really want to get to the Super Bowl, who's the best coach out there? Probably Bill Belichick or somebody, right, behind this particular team. And you'll say you'll call Patriots and say, okay, we'll give you uh, some draft picks, and we paying Bill Belichick. 200 million or 300 million. Or you'll get that out of the way and say, Jimmy, Johnson, you know, the last time we won a Super Bowl was really with your folks and your people, and I know that it was a disgruntled situation. Maybe it could be misunderstanding. But I don't want to wedge this fan base between you and I much longer, and I'm going to go ahead and allow you to be the coach instead of trying to fight this thing out on Mike McCarthy Kellen Moore, or all of those years ago with Jason Garrett. You see, a lot of people will lie to you and say, man, my intentions are best for you. If you think that's the truth, then Bill Gates, oh, man, he just tried to save the world, <laughs> right? Right? He never mentioned depop depopulation, you know? But that's the story of a different day. I don't want to get shut down talking too much about Bill Gates, but that's the story of a different day. Uh Bill can't even get a ring in New England. Uh, Jet, right now, shoot, he just took that team to the playoffs, didn't he? With Mike Jones and, and the wide receivers, they find out of the trash can. you know. But I get what you said, though. I get what you said. Uh, Bill is old now, bro. Nah, so you made to tell me right now you would take Mike McCarthy over Bill Belichick is that what you said? Is that what you is that what you got? That's what you two guys are saying? <laughs> uh, you guys having more faith. Now I like Mike McCarthy. I'm not backpedaling. I like Mike McCarthy now. And I know we just won. And we just beat Bill Belichick last season. Shoot. Oh, I get it. You like Tom Brady got him a ring, but Tom Brady got him a ring without Bill, but come on, when you look at it and look at the context, come on. That team was loaded. And not just with that, that team was loaded with coaches. Shoot. <laughs> yes, because y'all, y'all, 
Y'all tripping, man. Y'all tripping. Bill is not going to leave, Law. I get it, but I'm talking about a hypothetical situation. I'm talking about if we were to go back. And we talking about purely, we talking about purely if money is not a problem. Then you looked and you after his third or fourth Super Bowl, you could have picked up the phone and said, you know what, Bill? We need you over here in Dallas. But I get it, you know. Some some people will look at it and say, ah, he's not a good coach, Law. He just cheated. <laughs> They're not going to put asterisks beside those Super Bowl rings. <laughs> but I think that, you know, a third of the fan base is also conditioned. We are conditioned to say these things we don't need. We got it. We don't need this guy. Even when it was during the time frame of Randy Moss. We don't need Randy Moss. We got, we got our own guys. We don't need uh, when Junior Seau got available. We don't need a Junior Seau. We got our own guys. We conditioned to a degree of being stuck in this middle place, this darkness. We don't. I've seen literally, just like I did a couple of days ago, we don't need a DK Metcalf. James Washington got the same potentials. Simi Fihoko got the same potentials. We don't need. <laughs> yeah, that's, what it, that's what it comes down to, you know. Law, you're looking for players. We don't need those guys. And then, <laughs> then when the when the Super Bowl is being lifted up by another trophy for somebody else holding the other trophy, oh man, we should have went and got that guy. No, what happened to we don't need? We've been conditioned. We don't need the honey badger. I'll never forget. We don't need the honey badger. Xavier Woods is the next honey badger. <laughs> Y'all think I'm lying, baby. <laughs> Oh man, I wish I could. I wish I had time to pull that thing up. Literally, we don't need the honey badger. <laughs> then he goes over to Kansas City Chiefs land, win the Super Bowl. Man, dog, man, the Cowboys should have picked up the honey badger. <laughs> oh my gosh, we don't need a two route no band DK. Eddie, Eddie Jones, let me ask you a good question: How many routes do the Cowboys run? And who's faster right now than DK Metcalf as a starter on this team at wide receiver? <laughs> Eddie, let me ask you that. <laughs> and when, when I uh, listen to the people say he's a two-route runner, I encourage you guys because on the outside looking in, you will say, yeah, he round his routes. But his release is silly. Law, do you have any evidence to that? Go and watch the tape against the 49ers. How he put a few guys in the blender sauce. And they're looking around like, oh, uh, DK already gone. He ordered touchdowns. <laughs> Why are you trying to tie your shoelaces? You see, I, I get it. Some people, some people will look at a wide receiver and say, hey, man, you know, I remember one play that 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 our guy Trayvon Diggs punched the ball out, right? That guy got to be trash. No, 
Look at the complete picture. And I'm not, I'm literally not saying that the Cowboys should get DK or bust. No, I'm not saying that. Don't take my word slightly. But what I'm saying is collectively, if a player come available and if you got to do a little dealing of willing and dealing, then you better be able to do that. There's literally people who would think that you can just home grow your team and win the Super Bowl when it have not been done in many of many of years, right? Name me the last homegrown team to win a Super Bowl. I'm waiting. And even when you think about it, with the mentality and the mindset that we have now, with the mindset and the mentality we had now, I guarantee you there will be a third of the fan base who will say, man, we don't need a Charles Haley. He's a misfit over there in 49ers land. We don't need him. In 19 of 91, the Cowboys finished sixth in the defense. We don't need him. We don't need to get no Charles Haley. We already good on defense. You see what I'm saying now? <laughs> oh, my gosh, man. Uh, we don't we don't believe in outsiders. <laughs> Shout out to you, my guy, Jay Lombardi. Oh my gosh, man! Charles Haley changed the Cowboys, and and, and this is what I'm gonna say because I got I got to make this episode short. By the way, that's why I didn't. I was gonna play the audio, but I said, man, I got to make this episode short. I got some more people out at the spot over here, and they're doing some work, and I got to keep an eye on them, right? But neither here nor there. In 19 of 91, the Cowboys got embarrassed in the playoff. Right? And that all that offseason, they were looking for somebody that can change the attitude, the mindset, the mentality of this team. It could have been 92. I think it was 91, though. 91, 92. However they split the seasons up or however it goes. But to make a long story short, this past playoff game, we got embarrassed a little bit. We got, we got sullied. <laughs> we got beat down, and and one can argue that this should have been corrected when we played against those Rams in the playoffs, right? Like just getting bulldozed and bullied over in that playoff game. And then for us to try to double back and say, okay, next year we're going to try to bring in different mentality. No, 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 no. We should have been making those corrections then. But the Cowboys uh, last season got embarrassed from a defensive aspect of it. The offense was still as chips left in the car with the bag bust open halfway and the air get in there and you think it's a fresh bag of chips. You know, and – this offseason, we were sold, and I'm still drinking the Kool-Aid, right? My guy, um, you know, Mr. Rome said he's the stirrer of the Kool-Aid. My guy, Boss Cowboy, he measures the Kool-Aid, right? Big Gary James, he refused to sip of the Kool-Aid, right? Uh, but we were told that we got rid of Amari Cooper, and I'm not crying over spilled milk, by the way, but we were told that we got rid of Amari Cooper because of mentality, mindset, right, money, right, 
money answereth all things, right? So we were saying that $20 million is way too much money to pay a part-time wide receiver. That's what they were saying. They sullied the man, right? They said that he gave up on blocking. So we're going back to the things that can make this team appear to be smart, and that is wide receiver by committee. I'm not dogging the idea, right? Sometimes if it didn't work, continue to try it. Maybe you'll say to yourself, we got better guys now, and it will work this time. So the answer was we will franchise tag Dalton Schultz, and we'll come up with a long-term deal, right? We will allow Randy Gregory to test the market because we planned with faith, right? (laughs) F-A-T-E, not the other faith. We planned with faith because – We know for sure that no other team will look at Randy Gregory, especially all of his uh, mishaps. We didn't sell it his name enough so that nobody would be really interested in him. Smoke weed every day. Right. So that's what the philosophy was, right? We were franchise tag Schultz. We would preserve this $10.9 million to pay him that. And then we will figure out something in the long run. Now, as uh, far as Lyle Collins, we got tired and fed up with him. We will just cut him right out. We get additional 10 point something million dollars for him. I forgot the, the, the dollar amount. And then the Cowboys said, okay, we don't want to see Cedric Wilson go, but damn it, he dropped that pass in the playoff game. Hey, man. You know, shout out to you, but we'll let you test the market, man, because we definitely not going to pay you that money. We got our guy, Michael Gallup, over here in the wings. Oh, and Connor Williams, we really, look, we really wanted to keep Connor, but we, we kind of test the waters a little bit. So we're going to allow him to go test the market. That's the reality of it, right? <laughs> Believe it or not. So, The Cowboys went into the draft for the youth and said, we're going to bring forth mentality. We're going to make sure that we will look into this thing and bring in guys with attitude. Well, Law, what are we going to do with the money? Well, we can always talk about it and say, well, we will save that money for a rainy day fund. Like, the money is going to quadruple. Like, it's going to be put into an investment firm, whereas now you're going to get rates of returns off of your money. I can't make this stuff up. Why everybody's trying to get rid of the money to better their team because they know for sure that the market is going to increase next year anyhow. And the difference is between the Dallas Cowboys, hear me out, the Dallas Cowboys and some other Joe Blow team down the street is they got to hold on to those receipts and they got to be held accountable for their decisions. Whereas the Cowboys, if this falls on the face, they can always go back into their shell and say, well, we misevaluated this. We was on vacation here. Doggone Will McClay. If he would have just got this guy better in this situation, he would have bailed me out. There's no threat of being fired or losing your job if you boo-boo in the bed with the Dallas Cowboys, unfortunately. There's nothing. I, I, I wish I could lie to kick it to you guys, but I promise you, 
Nobody else outside of the content creators will say this because they got a stronghold on the organization that spit this information out. Right? No other organization will be able to stand tall the way this organization is. And dog it, we love it and we hate it. You know, that's just how it is. We love it and hate it. Right? And that is, the, that is the problem. Anybody else would have been saying, hey, so you got rid, hold on, for a fifth round draft pick, you got rid of your quote unquote number one wide receiver, and then you don't replace it with the money that you save, but you're saying that you're saving the money, now you got your tight end holding out. Where, where they do that at? And what give him the right to sully and cry and moan when the quarterback set out? Oh, the quarterback never set out? Oh, when the defensive edge guy set out? Oh, he never set out? So this is good. now is going to speak volumes. If they fold, if the Cowboys literally, don't y'all know that if the Cowboys give this kid a long-term contract without playing on that franchise deal, like Dak Prescott and Demarcus Lawrence had to prove themselves. Don't you know that they're going to be looking at that thing like, wait a minute. So that's, that's all Dak had to do is just threat to sit out in OTAs and he would have got his long-term contract earlier. Oh, that's all Demarcus Lawrence had to do. You see, now that opens up Pandora box and I'm not finna go down that road. I'm not. <laughs> but you guys get what I'm saying. The antics, the Cowboys don't look at the bigger picture. Hmm. Uh, Jay Lombardi. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out to y'all, man, so much. Uh, if shows get hurt, $10 million down the drain. Uh, and and we don't want shows to get hurt. The difference the difference between me and a few of the other people that's out here, I want shows to succeed. I really want him to ball out. I want him to go crazy this year, right? Just because I dislike his dis his spot on this situation doesn't mean I root against him. He he hell. I want him to succeed. I want him to. Hell, go for the touchdown record for the Cowboys. What is it, 16 touchdowns in one year? Match it. Go for 17. All right? And if he feels that he's better than Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, or any of those high-power or high-paid tight ends, feel free. We winning. We winning. <laughs> I was watching uh, – White man can't jump the other night. And uh, Rosa Perez says uh, to her boyfriend at the time, he was running away and he kept gambling. He kept losing, right? Billy Ho, you know, he kept losing. And she told him, sometimes you win, but you really lose. And sometimes you lose, but you really win. And she said some other part uh, within that, and I forgot the lie, but the Cowboys are right in that spot. 
And at the end of the movie, Wesley Snipes asked Billy, Billy Ho, hey, man, I got, man, I'm about to lose my wife, man. I'm about to lose. They, they took everything, man. And, and, uh, and I really need this opportunity. And Rosa Perez, I think that's her name, she looked her guy in his, in his eyes and said, you know, what are you doing? I just won all of this money playing Jeopardy. We done paid the mafia off because the mafias was trying to kill them or what have you. We got a free ticket. And he was looking at her and her beautiful eyes, and he said, baby, I got to do this one more favor for a favor. And she couldn't understand that. Right? But it goes all the way back. They won that final competition or final championship. The guy got his replacement back. Everything got back to normal. But on his way back to his boo thing, his sweet, sweetie pie on White Man Can't Jump. It's a good movie, by the way. <laughs> you know, you know. She was gone. So sometimes you win, but you lose. And sometimes you lose, but you win. You see, all of the other times he was losing out on those bets and those gambles, and she was there for him. But the moment he won, the moment he won, and he wanted to come back to rejoice, she was gone. Cowboy Nation. Don't be that team to walk around and say, hey, man, we won the salary cap. Yeah. We got money, baby. We can buy whatever we want. You see, the money is the illusion aspect of it. It is made for you to spend it. And sometimes you got to cut your losses and walk away from things. And I come here to tell y'all beautiful people that when you cut your nose off to spite your face, nine times out of ten, it will come back to haunt you. Now we're depending on the unknown. And there's always the unknown of the unknowns, right? You know, that's just how it well, goes. What I'm saying is that there are known knowns and that there are known unknowns, but there's also unknown unknowns. Things we don't know that we don't know. Things we don't know what we don't know. So heading into this mini camp and training camp, we trying to uncover who can give us the gratification to solidify the reason why we got rid of Amari Cooper. Because now we can clearly see that it's not about the money. People say this all the time they remember this line but they refuse to remember the other one they say for the love of money is the root of all evil but when you read a little further on down the line it also states in that good book that money answereth all things sometimes they tell people to follow the money <laughs> so the cowboys from their mouth to y'all ears saying that, hey, we got to worry about the cap, the cap, the cap. Newsflash, the cap will not save you. So stop capping, right? 
shame to take your talent and bury it in a hole and say, I'm going to wait for next year so that when it's time for me to pay this guy or when it's time for me to pay that guy, that we will have the money. You foolish and you wicked and unwise general manager. <laughs> Why haven't you taken that money and give it to the exchanges and come back to bring more and more talent, right? I done remixed that parable and it fits right in like a good foot to the shoe. Matter, matter of fact, maybe we take that same foot and shove it up the Cowboys front office, right? For sitting on their ASS because they need to get out there and make something happen. There's three types of people on this plane, on this dimension, write it down. There's people that will watch things happen. There are people that will go out there and make things happen. And there are also people that will sit back and say to themselves, what just happened? Don't be the people that sit back and say, man, what just happened, man? Before you know it, it'll be 20 years. And then before you know it, it'll be 25 years. And baby, once you fall down into that trap of sitting back, you can only look back at the good things of when they were happening for the good reasonings. Everyone have a reason and results are what matter, right? So Cowboy Nation, if you're not going to go out there and grab the talent and elevate the talent, well, dog it, the talent that's on your team, you better figure it out. You better figure it out. You better look at Dak and say, man, it's been seven years, man. It's no more hiccup time. Ezekiel, Elijah, Elliot, hey, we love you, but we got to give more toast to Tony Pollard because if not, he will be looking for his big payday. He see what Cedric Wilson is getting. <laughs> so we got to get it out. The mud, C.D. Lamb. Trayvon Diggs, it's pretty much a contract year for you. Hmm. So those boys got to step up, Cowboy Nation. Oh, this is the final year of Anthony Brown. Don't y'all think that he's not looking for a contract? No, he's looking for the contract. As they say over here, like my guy says over here. When you pray for rain, you got to deal with the mud too. You do, Cowboy Nation. Let's get it together. Stay focused, stay rooted in. And if you want a thing bad enough to go out there and fight for it, to work day and night for it, to give up your time and your peace and your sleep for it, if all of your desires of it makes you quite mad enough that you don't get tired of it, and it makes you hold all other things tardy and cheap, if life itself seems empty and useless without it, and all that you scheme and dream is about it, if you'll gladly go out there and sweat for it, fret for it, and plan for it, and lose all terror of your mind for it, if you will simply go after the thing you want. If dogged and grim, it besiege and beset it with the help of almighty cowboy nation. You will get it. That's been my time. I really thank you guys for yours. Boy, I feel that somebody should be hearing this and running through the wall right now. Say, Lord, I don't even play for the Cowboys, but give me that help and that's sitting behind you. <laughs> Let's go, VIP. I see you. Yeah.
Nowadays, nothing really is Tyson. Only one of me and nobody's like me. Phone ringing and I tell him it's Tyson. I got wifey on, bling and she ice I gotta go, I wish I had more time, baby Oh, I wish I had more time but time is relative. Let's go. Whole team here, money some. Still young, but I move like a Veteran. new deal to my lawyer. Though. If you're down in my management, I'm just warming up a way to lie. Old producer saw the numbers one. Different colors in my baggy life. Talk it up, talk of the town where you're talking up. Wanna get you a ring and you tough enough. Wanna get you new things with your pockets though. Run it up. I used to be quiet. You the only one subscribed today, man. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Nowadays nothing is only one of me. If you're watching all the way to this point and you have not hit that like nor share this content, I got paid to play today. I get paid to stay away. I get paid on rainy days. I might make it rain today. I got paid off pain today. Thought it take the pain away. Thank those who um, went to my website, man, and supported the website. Let me show you guys the website once again. Law Nation Sports. I'm straight up independent, man. I appreciate you guys all day, man, for helping me grow the nation. So that's Law Nation Sports. Let me just save this right here. And uh, you guys be sure to go there. Comment uh, at the bottom of the screen. And you will be able to be entered in to get this hat right here. His hat right here. Even if you're an Eagles fan or if you like Eastside Harold, a Texan slash Browns fan, you can go get this hat right here. You know, uh, shout out to those who did such. Let's go. Yep out. Shout out to your little Dallas Cowboys. Go. Come on. Slow it down for your mind, baby. Be up out.